Well, hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen and ladies. It's me, Jake Johansson, and I'm back from um, down under, New Zealand, Australia. I went to those places, and I performed at the Comedy Store in Sydney, Australia. I really enjoyed myself there, thanks to everybody who uh, came out and all the other great comics that I got to meet and uh, share the stage with. I am... Where am I going next? Well, I will be in Montreal at the Comedy Festival there, the Just Pour Rire Comedy Festival. You can also go see me. Check out my uh, website for my other schedule details. I'm a little bit jet-lagged today. I'll be honest with you. So I'm not going to go through my dates. But if you go to jakethis.com, you can check out my upcoming dates. I had to reschedule the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, which is where I thought it was going to be the beginning of August. And that has changed. That is not going to happen as I thought it was going to happen. It's going to happen in a different way. And isn't that just life? Things are always happening in a different way than how you thought they were going to happen. And not always, but often they're happening that way. And you just got to roll with it. That's why, why can't you just be more flexible and just roll with it? I, I am asked by my wife from time to time. And often I say, well, my problem is, is that you just count on me being flexible and rolling with it. And, and why are we even making plans if it's never going to turn out the way that we planned it? I mean, can't sometimes it go the way we planned it? And the answer is often no, it can't. It can sometimes, but infrequently it goes the way you planned it. Often it goes another way that you didn't plan it. So you just got to be flexible and roll with it. And so I apologize to people in New York City or people who are planning to go to New York City to see me in August because I'm not going to be there. That's not going to happen. I'm going to be some other places. And uh, you can check that at the website. I mentioned that already. Anyway, I've got jet lag. Man, this flight back from the other side of the earth. I mean, you almost wish you could get on a boat and it would take a month because you could read a book. But would I have gone if it had taken a month to get there and a month to get back? No, I wouldn't have. I certainly wouldn't have just gone for three weeks to then a month on either side of it back and forth. What do you do then? Do you do comedy shows on the boat? Well... Uh, you can, but once you do one, then everybody on the boat has seen you. Maybe a couple of couple of those old-timey boats, they didn't hold a lot of people. And really, everybody was busy on those boats. There wasn't time to be performing comedy shows on the <laughs> Captain Cook's boat. People were very busy at that time with their sailor duties or their botany duties, collecting specimens and putting them away or drinking their daily allotment of grog or uh, ale or whiskey or whatever. They, they, they would drink the, a lot of hooch on the boat back in the days. Uh, which is not to say that they don't give you a couple of drinks on the plane, which they do. And I did have some drinks before my dinner. You know, you leave Sydney at 1 in the afternoon, and then you get here in L.A. on the same day at 11 in the morning. So wh- what, does that, what does that tell you? You just went back in time two hours. It doesn't feel good. You'd think that's awesome, but it does not feel good. Uh, it's just a fight to stay awake until bedtime. Anyway, that was that's what happened to me today. I flew in. I got home. Nigel came over. We went and had some coffee, and we had this conversation, which I'm about to play for you. And then I will be back. Here is the conversation with Nigel. Well, I'll tell you though, that's, that's one of the that's one of the big things about uh, being on the road is not being able to turn on your cell phone. 
I was cell phone when off when you're in a foreign country. Yeah, or just Overseas Wi-Fi, or whatever. Yeah. Just Wi-Fi. So and then I thought I was going to be able to tweet, but I couldn't really tweet because you could only be on when you're on Wi-Fi, and then you're at your, you know, mother-in-law's house, and they would they, there's stuff going on. They don't want you on twi- tweeting. What? They don't want you tweeting all the time. That's weird. Everybody wants you tweeting in America. But, yeah, well, it's nice to be back in America and turn on my cell phone. I can call people if I want to. We're hanging out now. That's nice. We're back. I'm back. We're back. I'm back. I did it. Drinking coffee. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, it's nice. (laughs) I tell you what, this, you know, I was saying to my daughter when we got on the plane, because it was, we thought it was going to be a 15-hour flight, which it was going down there to Sydney. But on the way home, it was only 13 hours and 15 minutes oh, because, like of, yeah, we had a little nothing. tailwind, a yeah. little tailwind, well, <laughs> a two-hour tailwind. But you get on the plane at one in the afternoon, and then you land at 11 in the morning on the same day. But meanwhile, you're on there for 13 hours, and so you're just trying. You're trying to sleep so that you're not completely insane when you get here. But I still, I feel a little bit uh, insane. I feel a little bit crazy. You right look now. pretty crazy. Good. Yeah. Good. You're <laughs> you got a beard and your hair is all. Your yeah. hair is real up there. It's. I watched that uh, identity thief on the plane. And there's one point where Melissa McCarthy, they're tying, they're tying up this guy, and, and she gets really close to him. She smells his beard. She goes, "Your beard smells like sandwiches." <laughs> Wait, are you trying to get me to smell your beard? No, oh, okay. I'm not. Does your beard smell like sandwiches? Uh, oh, <laughs> there's only it's one way to, to find out. Yeah, it's true. You can't tell, right? That's why I don't you think can't so. smell your own beard unless you have a huge beard, like a ZZ Top beard. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, I don't think it smells... I haven't been eating sandwiches, so I'd be surprised if it smelled like sandwiches. It probably smells like airplane. Oh, man, that's the best smell ever, huh? Yeah, it's great. I had a kid on my flight back. There was this little couple of, I don't know, there was an Indian couple or maybe three of them, and they had like six kids. I don't know what was going on. I don't know what the relationships were. But as soon as we took off and got sort of planing and they brought the drink card out, uh, one of their kids barfed. On the plane, oh. and the kid, and she was sitting right in front of me because she was standing over, like kept turning around doing the peekaboo thing with me. But then they moved her one row up because there was a whole bunch of them, so uh-huh. she was moved one row up, and then it started to sort of hit. The smell. The smell of it. I was like, is that, what is that? And then the drink cart came down, and the guy was like, what? Oh. And he started handing rags and towels over. I was like, oh, man, some kid just. So she didn't, she didn't go in the bag? She didn't spew in the bag? No, it was just a little girl. Just a little child. And so she just, it was, you know how kids throw up. They're just like, hey, how you doing? Ah, <laughs> yeah, it's happened? all out. How yeah. did that happen? Did you see that? I'm yeah. crying now because I'm terrified. It just shot out of me and it hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. And it's, then, it's startling the way small children yeah. can vomit. But then it, sm- it started to smell. And the two, the couple sitting next to me, they were from China, and they put their dust masks on. You know, a lot of people, uh-huh. they fly That's nice. That. That's I nice. Like, oh, you, I had to do my shirt. I did the shirt over your nose thing. But yeah, that doesn't really masks. help that much. It helps a little bit. It really? It helps a little bit. Well, I use a little Febreze in my, you know, a little dryer. Uh, oh, so you have a so little... It's got a little uh, smell in there, mm-hmm. you know? You and it's got my scented. own personal smell, which is, is better than... <laughs> which is great. Which is sometimes better than barf. I don't always smell like barf. Sometimes I do, but... Yeah. No. Oh, and then her brother kept looking over the seat at me, because he was still in this row, and I was doing a little peekaboo kind of talk with him, and then I was like... I didn't know you were so into peekaboo. 
Well, when I'm flying, I'm sort of into anything. <laughs> I'm up for whatever. You got a game? Let's play it. It's, yeah, I'm, you I'm want to just keep, it, keep it, keeping it happy. Just, just keep it. Okay, let's keep doing something. But then I realize I'm like, hey, your sister just just yacked. Maybe I shouldn't be playing peekaboo with you. You should just turn around your own seat. In case, in <laughs> case, in case. I'm like, I don't know if you guys just had a terrible lunch somewhere, or I don't know what's going on with your life. Well, right, because throwing up could run in the family. Yeah, it could be one of those things. Like, hey, we all. You know, we all had yeah, she spicy, threw up. Now I'm gonna spicy up. Thai food for. Now I'm gonna throw up. Pretty plain. Now I'm gonna throw up. So right. yeah, I ended that. I hope it's going on. So if he's listening, I don't know what your name is. Small four-year-old. There's nothing personal. Do you want to apologize? Well, I feel I feel like I sort of cut him short. I shut him down. Yeah, that's enough peekaboo. Yeah, that's. You should sit down. But I wasn't trying to be. I was just thinking about. I don't want to have uh, barf on my pants. Or my lap. Oh, well, who does? I mean, that's almost, you don't even, you shouldn't even have to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty self. Yeah. Nobody wants to get thrown up on. I got thrown up on by my daughter when we were flying into New York one time. And it was my only, I was wearing, it was cool, not super cold, but cool enough. And I was wearing the jacket, my jacket. Right. And she threw up on it. And so I kind of rinsed it out, but you can't get it out. She's still my daughter. I oh, didn't okay. fire her from being my daughter. <laughs> okay. But then the next day I had to go to the laundromat and just hang out at the laundromat for a couple hours because I couldn't go outside because I was too cold because I had to wash my jacket. Yeah. It's a good story. And sometimes, if you like vomit. But if you throw up you on like something, laundry. sometimes it's just garbage. Because, uh, I mean, sometimes that stuff doesn't come back out. I had some guy throw up in my parking spot while I was gone. And you moved. And, <laughs> and I sold out. That's it. I'm out of here. No, but it. So I, it, I called the. I was like, can somebody clean that up? And they cleaned it. But it actually stained the concrete. That's how dangerous throw up is. People. Well, it will it's ruined concrete. This It'll, is the stomach acid, right? Right. I guess so maybe he just maybe he was just eating battery acid and he threw up. Oh man, I'm just adjusting the microphone here. I don't know. That's but yeah, it's it's uh, barf is real, people. It's dangerous. It'll get you. Yeah, it is. You know, if you, you can avoid it, <laughs> if you can avoid it, you definitely want to. Like avoid I feel it. like if that barf, if that barf hit me, it didn't hit my parking spot. If that, if I was getting into my car when that guy barfed and it got on me, that's it. Those whatever you might have to throw away those clothes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well it's, there's a big difference between being thrown up on by someone you know and being thrown up on by a stranger. I feel like that just... Yeah, I'm glad that I said suck. that. I'm glad. They're both both. They're, they're both, both are bad. terrible. But a stranger but, is worse. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe not, because you can just kick a stranger right in the chest. After can you? Would you do that <laughs> to a stranger who just threw up no. on you? Uh, I don't think that's... No. That's not but how can, I... I would like to think that I'd be more compassionate towards a stranger who yeah, threw up probably. on me. I'd be more mean to one of my friends if my friend threw up on me because that's something I can you can make fun of them for years to come, right? But a stranger, you just have to be like, that's all right. Don't that's, worry about it. Well, you could be fr- go, you could befriend them now. Let's, why maybe, don't we be friends so that we can look yeah, back maybe. on this and laugh hey, someday? Hey, you threw up on me. Let's. Uh, I mean, that's kind of a let's hang out yeah. after we get this cleaned up. Yeah, let's mm. go. <laughs> let's go rinse up my shirt and. Uh, See if see I can't it, puke on you. <laughs> see what <laughs> we'll go, happens. We'll go have a beer and uh, maybe, maybe I throw up on you. You don't have to even it out that same day. I mean, that's... No, I mean, yeah. at some point. Some at point. some point. Not right away. Yeah. Because then it's too weird of a friendship. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. So, 
How were the uh, How were the shows in Australia? The shows were good. I did I did uh, two nights at the uh, Comedy Store in Sydney, which uh, was great. It was really fun. It's It's weird to for me to to be. You know, I'm I'm established here, so I go places. And people sort of and people so people the, some of the other comics that Googled me or something, so they they knew me a little bit, but I didn't know the 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 locals. I I mean, I Googled some of them and tried to figure it out what was going on, and but everybody was friendly. But the the show that they do on Friday and Saturday, I was on Friday and Saturday at the Comedy Store. Is is like this? Uh, it's like what they do down at the Comedy and Magic Club. They have ten comics. It's a giant show, right, right, right. and everybody's doing a really solid seven to ten minutes and then I went on at the end of that and did 15 minutes and they're like you do so you kind of close out the show and do 15 minutes after you know the greatest hits right. of Australia's funniest just ready to go home at funniest point, guys just seen a great comedy no, show by the time I went on the guy, just the guy was like okay so I'll say that you were a letterman 42 times I go just let's not get their hopes up they've already seen they've already seen a great show whatever happens try and stress to them that they've already one, yeah, and then I'll go got on. A great deal on these two, but it was fun. The crowd, the crowds were great. Of course, they don't think about it like that. You kind of get in your own head about, oh, how am I going to? The second night, the guy who went on before me, we, he he's this guy. He was in this group, the Three Canadians. Do you know who they are? The Three Canadians. I guess maybe they only perform no. in Australia, maybe but not since Canadians you're Canadian, no, I think they are Canadians. Oh, but yeah. he now lives in uh, New Zealand, and he performs as El Jaguar, El Jaguar, Jaguar. Jaguar, a Mexican wrestler. He puts on a he puts on a Mexican so wrestling outfit. So like the mm-hmm. the it's like a tank top and a <laughs> bikini bottom oh, attached nice. to each other, mm-hmm. and then a mask so you can't see his face. That's what you want to follow. So he went on before me <laughs> after after nine other comedians, and then I went on after him on the second night. But the crowd was great. That was that was the of the two nights. That was that was Did my favorite. Did you feel like you needed to take your pants off? Before you went up, I didn't feel like I needed to take my pants off, but I did feel like, holy cow, could this get more surreal? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was fun. It was fun being an international uh, performer. It was fun going to uh, international to another country and doing my little show. Yeah, we made uh, enough. I made enough money on the show to pay for the babysitting. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying yeah, babysitters and comedians make the same amount of money. Comedians make a little... Hey, the good news, everybody. Comedians make a little more than babysitters. Man. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, But it was, it was. was a fun night. It was a fun two nights. It was a really fun two nights. And that kind of made the trip more, for me, real. It's... it's uh, it's a little disorienting for me to go to New Zealand and then be... I mean, last week's episode of the podcast I did from my father-in-law's basement, and uh, I complained a little bit about some of the New Zealand... You know, it's weird. You're you're in this other country. They don't understand really what you do for a living at all. <laughs> and so it was kind of fun to go to Australia. Wait, are you saying people here understand what you do for a living? Well, the people listening to this do. That's I mean, that's true. the good news, but... Uh, yeah, I, no, you're right. I my parents like, don't understand. Yeah, my I was just going to say, I feel like my parents don't understand what I do for a living. And, well, they sort of do, because they see me on TV, and then they have come to see me in clubs. I don't really think... 
I mean, by the time you have to break it down financially, how it all works out, like, this is what people pay for tickets, this is how much I get, this is how many shows I do. Yeah. I mean, they basically, they seem, they say, I have a house. I have a nice house and a wife and cars, and I'm paying for that all by <laughs> telling jokes. But how it all, how that can work, yeah, there's I mean. a little just, bit of a... I feel like the whole, they don't understand it, really any of it. There's a little bit of a magic trick kind yeah. of a thing. Like, it must be a scam. Like, he's yeah. also, he's got to be selling to drugs, too. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like a lot of my friends are like that, too. My, my back home kind of friends and family mm-hmm. are just like, what? Never mind. Don't even get into it. But I think yeah. it might be like that with every profession. Like, I sort of feel like that with my brother-in-law. He's, he's like an IT guy. I don't understand what he does. He's tried to tell me a few times, but I'm like, look, I'm not following anything that you're saying. Well, right yeah. And then he kind of just gives up and is like, doesn't matter, really. Same thing. I got a house and the kids are fine. I just believe. Don't, yeah. It's you know, a job. You've to, got a job. I've got a job. Yeah. We're we doing jobs. We earn enough money to support yeah, ourselves. We can just have another beer and talk about other things. How it all works out, I don't know. Me neither. I feel like on some level, a lot of people have made a lot of mistakes <laughs> to allow to allow us to make a living doing this. But yeah. to, you know, <laughs> the less we say about that, the better. You're going to edit that out, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I didn't mean. I didn't mean we're not talented. I just meant. Uh, well, just that baseball players and Look, comedians only- are making more than school teachers. Yeah. For the most but- part. And only slightly more than babysitters. <laughs> yeah, and only slightly. <laughs> babysitters are raking it in. And I've said that before. I cannot believe... Okay, listeners, if you're broke right now, if you're complaining because you can't get a job, go out, become a babysitter. I mean, true, you do have to be nice to children and play with them and whatnot. But you can make between 15 and 20 bucks an hour being a babysitter. No skill necessary. Yeah. that's These, these Australian babysitters get 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's not bad. Forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> and, and it's a great add-on to any other, like if you have any other skill right now. For instance, if you're a mechanic, you add on babysitter to your resume. Now you show up to somebody's house like, hey, can you change my battery and look after my kid while I go to the movie? Just put slash babysitter Boom. on your current business card. Yeah, mechanic Just write slash it babysitter. Just put it right on there, and now you're, you're doubling your income. I don't know what mechanics make per hour, but it's probably pretty They good, probably make a little more than yeah, babysitters. Then you throw another 20 bucks an hour. I'll tell you what, here's another good job from childhood. Mm-hmm. Babysitter is one of those jobs that when I was a kid, the girls from the neighborhood, you know, tween, tween girls, yeah. 12, 12 to... 17, whatever, they would be, they would babysit. Yeah, like if you're not old enough to get it. And it didn't pay anything. Now it pays $20. And you can't get 26 year old people to do it. They want to go, they want to go work at, be a barista at Starbucks, which I don't know what that pays. And you do probably get health benefits, but I don't think it's as good as babysitting money. I think nowadays babysitting money is where it's at. And not only babysitting money, but also yard guy. I'm telling you, um, you and I get ourselves a truck. <laughs> I got a, a truck. Yeah, you got a truck. <laughs> we're halfway there. I'm going to get a lawnmower, and we're going to be set. I feel like we could, yeah, we could make that happen immediately. Yeah. Hey, podcasters, you want Jake and I to come do your yard? You <laughs> got to be in Los Angeles. You, you got to be we're in Los Angeles. We're not international yard you got to have your own lawnmower, because neither one of us has a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but we Good do point. have a truck. Good point. We, we got a truck. Good point. And we can't be there every week. I mean, let's yeah, not we get, can't be there all the time. Not, let's not get real um, anal about uh, showing up. Yeah. It could be like a one-time, one-timer, mm-hmm. yard care service, podcast, and raking. Yeah, consulting. Maybe we'll just do a one. Yeah, it'll be like a one-off. It'll be like when you go to the deluxe hair place and you get your hair done. 
<laughs> we do it. We do it, and then you try and get your normal person to get it. To, to keep it to get it that nice. Only it'll be the opposite because the job won't be that good. Yeah, I, be, I feel like you I have to get your cheap guy to get it back to it looking nice. You're right. I feel like I overpromised. <laughs> I overpromised. There's no way we're going to be able to deliver on that yard thing. You know, on second thought, forget it. But guys, we just went out of business. It's a great job for you, listeners, mm-hmm. yard guy. I think. I mean, those guys they they make some pretty pretty good dough. Really. Yeah, I feel like in other places they do. I feel like they don't in California. Uh, it's just... we, we got a guy. He he makes. Uh, I I can't even remember what we're paying him. I, I think he comes by for forty. He gets forty bucks a time, and it's. Uh, he's here less than less than two hours. He's making twenty bucks an hour. Yeah. I feel like some guys do it really cheap here because I remember somebody. Yeah, there are me, cheap guys. Yeah, they pay. The guy comes and it's like ten or twenty bucks a week, and they just blow through, and they yeah. just cruise through. But it's because they're doing everybody on the street, so it takes them like fifteen. You know, each yard is they knock like it out. fifteen minutes. They just bang, 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 bang. Well, it's good to know that there is a yard business out there for us someday. But I think babysitting's really where they, where it's at. That, yeah. That's you can. You can wear the clothes that you Maybe. currently have. You don't have to do as much laundry. Maybe what you do, I come babysit and I do your yard while I'm babysitting. I don't think you can do both of those. Because you could, because you know what I do? I put the kids to work while I'm there, so I got free labor. Uh-huh. Right? But I don't tell the parents, and I make the kids promise not oh, to tell. Oh, no, what you do is you get those little, you get little coverall, little coverall things with Nigel's yard service written on the back, and you have them put on the uniform. Kids love to put on uniforms. Yeah. And you give them all little rakes and... yeah. Yeah, mowers and you get them working. Kids love a gas engine. Yeah, kids they do. Love, oh man, anything with a whirling blade. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah, they love that. <laughs> Fumes. <laughs> yeah. Well, baby, and then uh, housekeeping. That's another. That's mm. another job that I feel like. I don't think I want to get into the house. It's almost now. getting profitable. I don't know. I don't want to clean up. Other, I don't want to clean up my own stuff, let alone other people's. Yeah, stuff. no, that that's true. That's a tough one. But, yeah, everybody here has a housekeeper, everyone I know. Mm -hmm. People that have, like, if you have a studio apartment, you probably have a housekeeper in L.A. A lot of people do it. I I resisted it (laughs) at first because coming from the Midwest, no one had a housekeeper back then. Maybe they do now. Maybe everybody does now. Yeah, they do uh, now because I look at people, I'm like, you have literally one room in your house. That's it. And a lady comes over and cleans it. Some lady coming over to do it? Come on. Really? Do you clean your own house? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Makes me like. I mean, I, I don't like. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't want to do somebody else's house. But it's like it's one of those things that kind of makes you feel like you did something. It's like a, like a task, like a physical task. I think it's good something. for your personal mental hygiene yeah. to take care of your personal household hygiene. Also, I feel like you become a slob too when you just have somebody else cleaning up your stuff all the time. People are just like, yeah, just leave it. Oh uh, well, they, except that's the thing. It's now it's like then. Yeah. Belinda gets ready for when the housekeeper's coming over. Yeah, there's a whole kind of picking up. There's a whole kind of picking up and getting things so that she can maximize. Because you don't want her, you don't want the house person, the yeah. housekeeper, to come over and just spend all their time picking up your laundry. You want to have it all yeah. that picked up so they like can get into in the, the yeah, stuff, you get doing the stuff that. that you're never going to do that you get them doing the terrible part. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. no. We ha- we know how to take advantage of a part-time <laughs> employee around here. That's yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I, what, so, did any terrible thing happen that we could talk about? Oh, man, there's been so many terrible things happening. Really? 
Did you, well, the... Uh, oh, the Trayvon Martin Yeah, thing. the Martin trial is done. <sighs> you know? People are protesting. There's people... Did you see there were people protesting on the 10 freeway? Like, they walked onto the freeway. No, I didn't see that because I, didn't, I was flying back today. I didn't see any of this today. So you didn't see any? Okay, this just happened. They're protesting here about that, which happened in Florida. Yeah, people people are protesting everywhere, all over the country. There's all it is a little bit outrageous that, I mean, it's not more than a little bit outrageous. It's completely friggin' outrageous. Yeah. That this kid got killed and the guy isn't, that's it? Just yeah. like, no, no. I don't, I mean, I, I didn't follow it that closely, but. You're right. There's tons of issues. I mean, there's like the whole racial thing that people, you know, that's what's got everybody charged. Well, the kid here. is dead. This kid is dead, and he didn't okay. have a weapon, and this guy killed yeah. him. Well, and I that's also, not disputed. I, I, I just don't get. I just don't get how this happened. I mean, I, I don't. Well, I don't understand. You, let, you just let some guy have a gun and roam around a neighborhood and be like, yeah, if you if you feel scared, just shoot him. That's how it happens. If I feel like we need to change that rule. Yeah, like, why is that guy... I sort of feel like you can't just... You shouldn't just give anybody a gun and a plastic badge and say, yeah, just go out there and do it. Well, it, it makes you think, like, Jesus, as a parent or as a person, like, no, I I just got to stay off the street. Yeah. Maybe some, there's some nut out there with a gun is going to kill yeah, me. Yeah, if you're going to let everybody have a gun and, 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 you know, let them shoot people if they feel a little bit scared, then... Yeah, don't cut through somebody's yard anymore. No, I haven't been. I don't cut through people's yards. No, that is a that's <laughs> that's something that I just feel like is that's a thing from childhood that's over now in adulthood. I don't cut through people's yards. Do you cut through people's yards? No, there's nobody's yard to cut through in LA. They put fences up. Everybody has a big. Fence. No, if you're gonna cut through your yard, you got to jump a fence. Uh, yeah, and they've got guns. That's why you don't yeah. do it. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's. <sighs> yeah, I mean these guys, this gun business is just. I think it's got to change, but I don't know if I think I don't think we're going to be able to take the guns away from people. No, because people want it's one of those weird things where it's like there's all these people saying I want to have a gun. I should be allowed to have a gun and defend my property and stuff. And then and then this happens. Somebody gets shot and people are like, oh, it's so tragic. Somebody gets shot, which it is. But it's like, well, then why? I mean, you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't. Right. Is that crazy? You can just give me a second until I get finished yawning <laughs> about what you just said. But, no, I think that, uh, I th well, you can't, if people are going to have guns, they need to know how to behave with guns. I feel like there's not enough, like, you just don't wave them around and point them at people and shoot people with your gun. You have the gun, now you're safe. If the other person doesn't have a gun, you don't need to shoot them. Yeah. Why did you shoot them? And that's my, qu about this thing. Yeah. It's like, if, if you're, if you got the gun. You've got all the power. If you shot this person, you got some serious you're right. answering. To you're right. Do. There's sort of I two mean, issues: is the fact that a you have a gun, and then b there's also in some places there's legislation that's like, yeah, you can shoot somebody if they're on your property and you feel threatened by them, then it's okay. But I don't think they used that argument in this case. I don't think because I don't think they were. I think they were on the sidewalk. The or stand something. your ground yeah. uh, law or whatever. Yeah, I, uh, we don't know enough about this particular we don't, case we to talk don't about know it. Let's face it, guys. This is super. All I know is I, it's super it's, sad. It's terrible. I mean, I would. I, I mean, it's not controversial to me. It's just. It's no, just. Uh, it's a kid. Cut game. and dried, like this kid got shot a and killed by shot. a person, and the person didn't suffer any consequences. Yeah, and that person was a person of authority. I mean, he was like a security guy, right? 
I think he was part of some neighborhood watch. I don't think he was a security. He wasn't on the no, job. He was no. just... Oh, okay. But again, I, we don't uh, know enough about this. Yeah, we don't. I'm losing my mind. But at any rate, yeah, at any rate, an adult shot a kid. Bad news. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing that kind of... You know, I mean, people were talking about how he was calling for help. And people were like, yeah, I heard him calling for help. And then this guy shot him. And it's like, well, if you hear one of your neighbors call, how about poking your head outside and taking a look? Maybe. Mm. Right? I mean, like, maybe if that was happening more often, if people weren't just being like, oh, something terrible is happening, I'm just going to ignore it. I mean, where were you? You know, if you if you heard somebody, why didn't you do anything? I don't know. Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wants to get... They think they're going to get hurt. If they try and do something, yeah. they're going to get hurt. Well, nobody wants anyway. to be the first guy to do anything. Doing things is hard. Let's face yeah. it. God, I almost did. I almost got in a fight with a crazy person in... Out here. When? You might need to edit this story out. The when did you get yet. in a fight with a crazy person? I was walking over to the promenade, and I was crossing the street in a crosswalk. Uh-huh. And there was this group of people, like two guys and two girls, and there was another guy. And the, the guy was kind of chest-bumping with the other guy, and I thought they were just drunk, like walking home. And as we crossed in the street, this lady was like, please help, please help me, please help us. And I was like, what? What is... And so I sort of turned, and I was... And then I realized... They weren't friends. This guy was, like, chest-bumping the guy, like, trying to start a fight with this guy. And he was, like, like a crazy person. He was a crazy, crazy person. Yeah, he was, like, he was very, like, sort of uh, charged up. Like and a street guy, person or a drug yeah, guy? Yeah, like, a, like, like uh, definitely on drugs or something. I didn't really realize it at the time, but he was sort of chest-bumping this guy and stuff, and she's like, no, no, like, and the husband was, he was kind of a small guy, and so I was like, hey, what are you doing? Like, I sort of got him away from that guy like on me and then when he turned around and we kind of squared off I realized he was like foaming at the mouth crazy like, now he's activated now he's activated on you yeah now he's focused on me he's like alright perfect this is what I wanted <laughs> you're my opponent I wanted, I wanted somebody to really get in with me and so I was like holy and he was like foaming spitting you know big angry crazy guy and I was like oh man I don't want to fight this I mean you're not a small man yeah, no, he was a big guy, but I was yeah. like, I don't really want to uh, fight a crazy because I was like, I just want to use. I don't want to fight anybody, I just use especially my... when I'm on my way to the but promenade. You, it's a, it's yeah, a mall. I'm when going to the. Spinning. You were going to the mall. Yeah, I was going to meet my friend for a drink, and I thought these people were coming back from drinks, having a nice time. But it, you, like when you're frothing and spitting, I was like, I just want to use my feet to fight you, but I'm not Chuck Norris. But you know, like that's one of the, like I yeah. felt like being like like a Chuck Norris kind of line. Like I'm only going to use my feet. <laughs> but I can't because it's just going to be yeah, a lot you're of not a feet holding fighter. on for dear life now. You're not a feet fighter. What happened so, to the What happened to the couple then? Well, they kind of crossed over to the street, and then once we squared off, I sort of realized what I was dealing with, and I was like, I'm going to fight this guy in the middle of the intersection. Like I'm going to drag him out into the road so cars have to stop and see what's happening here. And so I kind of pull him back, and he's like, Oh yeah, let's. And so I'm thinking, Man, what the hell am I going to do with this guy? Because he's. And I look over, and the first car that stopped at the crosswalk is a, is a cop car. Police cruiser. Uh-huh. And so, so I'm, I'm engaging this guy. I'm sort of tap dancing around him. I'm looking at the cop. I'm like, hey, dickhead, get out of your fucking car. You know? Like, yeah. This, this is what's happening. Like, you're sitting here watching. Like, the cop, but the other two people just walk away. They, They're leaving. They went to the curb. They went to the uh-huh. curb. And so 
the cop, I'm like waving the cop, and she's just sitting in her cruiser, like, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, get, hi, we're, he's foaming at the mouth, like, and, yeah, the help me. The, and the people at the curb are like, ah, help. And so she finally gets out of her car, and she pulls her taser gun out immediately, and it's like, and I was like, oh, I'm going to see somebody get tasered. I've never seen that before. <laughs> and it's not going to be me. You don't oh, think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be me. Uh-huh. But, uh, so she gets out, and then she's like, lie down on the ground, and he's still focused on me, and I'm like, just lie down on the ground, man. Like, listen to You say lie saying. down Yeah, on I'm right. like, just do what she's saying. And then all of a sudden, he thinks we're pals. He goes from being, because now his aggression is somehow focused on her, and he's looking at me going, right? Right? Yeah, right? And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Lie on the ground. Like, <laughs> we went from being, like, about to fight to hit, now we're pals, and we're against this cop. Oh, wait, so, you're on his side now. Yeah, he feels like, no, he feels like I'm on his side, because I'm telling him, like, just lie on the ground, because he's way crazy. Like, he's sort of, wow. This is a good story, Nudge. Does anyone get tased? Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets him lying. Tune in next week. <laughs> she gets him lying on the ground. No, what he happens? doesn't lie on the ground. He doesn't he lie, on, lie the on the ground. And I'm like, just lie on the Does ground. Does he crouch down? Does he and get he, on all fours? No, Does he get he in, start, like, a bear stance no, where he's, he's on his feet in his hands? He starts backing away. And then another cruiser pulls up behind this other one. Like, she obviously, mm-hmm. or they saw, I think they saw the lights on and pulled up. Well, you're right by so the police station. It's right by the police yeah. station. Yeah, it's really yeah. close. So um, so he then he decides he's going to take off. He's like, I'm just going to He's going to run for it? Yeah, he's going to run for it. But then he's, which was a mistake. Because he's already yeah. got the, the red taser light on him. But these other two cops jump out, and they cut him off and take him down on the ground. Wrestle him. Yeah, right. Like, they put him down. And he, I mean, this guy, I'm glad I didn't have to touch this guy. Because it took three cops to, hold, like, to get him cuffed. Yeah. And so uh, so they wrestle him down and get him pinned. And then, yeah, so that was the end of the story. No tasering. Not as exciting. But they cuffed him, and they were going to take him. But they cuffed him, and they took him away. And I was like, do you need anything? The lady was like, oh, my God, thank you for stopping. And then what I realized was, yeah, you know, I guess. I, what, what did you realize? What, well, what I triggered from this story is, is, you know, the kid getting shots. He was calling for help, and nobody did anything. But this lady was like, help me. And she wanted like, help, and yeah, you didn't really even help. understand how serious it was. Yeah, until I didn't you... really understand, but I was like, oh, you need help. What's your problem? And then, but when I did that, I realized there was another guy. When the cops took him down, there was another guy standing by the car. Like, he, he was or sort of over where they took this guy down. And I said, were you part with these guys? And he's like, no, I saw what was happening, and I saw you. Come, so I was coming to help you. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice. Thank you. But see, is this a roundabout way? Well, it just sort of feels like now that guy who says that he's coming to help you. No, but I could really... see him behind. I could see him because he was sort of lurking behind the crazy guy as this was happening. Uh-huh. And so, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is if, if help somebody, right? Because you helped some people, out. and then you felt like there was another guy who was trying to help yeah, who you. Who was going to help, too, because he was, I think because I stopped and helped, he was like, oh, I'll help, too. Mm-hmm. You know, but if nobody helps, because I think they'd been coming... They were like he was. They were dealing with this guy for a while. Like he, he he was being harassed for a while, and they couldn't find anybody to help. He the guy the guy of the couple. Yeah, the couple. They couldn't find yeah. anybody to like help them. Get but in. I there. think once I stopped and was like, "Oh, I'll help you." Then another guy was like, "Oh, I'll help mm-hmm. too." You know what I mean? I think it's one of those things where yeah, just help people, everybody. 
Help people. Let's all you know, help. Can why, can't, why can't we all help each God. other? Right? You're not even dealing with a spitty, foamy guy. Probably. You won't have to help with oh, that. There is one homeless dude that I see all over <laughs> the neighborhood. Like, I see him here by, by my house. I see him down over by the Costco. I've seen him by that... Uh, Starbucks Chipotle place in the uh, marina, and I've seen him up on the promenade. He really makes the rounds. And he is, like, you see him for a while, and then you don't see him, and then you see him again, and he's got, like, a scab on his face. And he always, he's got that thing of, like, he's in the middle of an angry conversation with himself. Yeah. But if you make eye contact with him, now he's talking to you. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's those that guy. So those are the guys you got to watch out for. Well, I think, yeah, that's something that happens, I think, in L.A. or maybe in other big cities, too, that some of these people that are mentally ill and crazy, you don't want to engage them. You don't, because that habit, like, they're fine on their own, but as soon as you look at them and say, hi, how are you? And then you realize, oh, this guy's crazy. And now, You're involved. But my yeah, thing is, like, this sudden, particular guy gets yanked off the streets every once in a while for probably getting in a fight with someone. Yeah. And then he's back out there again. So it's 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 this weird like why isn't there a place where that guy can go to be helped or taken care of? Why why does he keep showing up and getting in fights with everybody? Because I I feel like people that get a you know our system is just hey the cops are going to arrest you and put you in jail. But the thing is is most people now that are getting arrested they're not criminals they're mentally ill or they're drug addicts. I think most people. I think a big portion of, of the day-to-day stuff. Have you ever watched that show? There's a show called, uh, I don't know, it's on, it's on like that True True Network or whatever. Well, there's a TV show about yeah, everything. Show everything. But it's, a, it's an intake thing of, of uh, at like a detention center, like where, where people, where cops, when they arrest people, they take them in to the like remand or whatever, and they process them, put them in a cell, and then they decide, you know, if there's going to be a court date or a trial, where, you know, where they initially get charged. Yes. Right, and you get locked up. I got so it. it's just that station. They're just showing cops bringing guys in, and they book them, and then they put and like ninety nine percent of the guys are drug addicts, and like they've they've just stolen something or they beat somebody up, but they're out of their minds on drugs. Like most of these people, so then it's like the system. I don't know. I feel like the system isn't doing anything for those because it's not designed for them right it's the system is like we got a jail because jake if you you know you stole a tv or you you know killed somebody or whatever then we put you in jail so you can think about your crime but i feel like most crimes now it's they're their only reason why somebody's stealing something is because they need money to buy more meth uh-huh. a lot of these guys like a lot of these well that's a classic on. that seems like a classic episode of uh, dragnet Back in the day, <laughs> those cop shows from the seventies. Somebody's always, yeah, they they gotta they gotta do their crimes in order to get money to afford their drugs for the drugs. But don't you? I feel like most. I feel like a lot of crime is. But then, if you lock up a drug addict, he's not. Well, he the only still time drugs in the prison. The only right? time I really see police in action is it. You know, at the comedy club from time to time, and it's some. There's some drunk drunk person, or yeah. or maybe they're on drugs, but. Yeah, people yeah. who have who've gotten out of control on drugs. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Are there any cops listening that can verify any of these facts? What's, what should up? we be doing? What's How can we make one? the world better? I feel like most people who get arrested are drunk or take up it on easy drugs. on the booze, everybody. God, That's what I would say. Meth. Why? I know it's easy to cook up in your trailer. Well, and this is what I realized the other day. You know, if you're drunk or high on drugs, don't do violence. Just wait until you're sober, because you're not going to be good at it. 
You know, you're going to get caught. You're going to make a mistake. See, the problem with you're that is... You're liable to hurt yourself. When, you, when you're not drunk and high on drugs, you don't feel like violence anymore. Yeah. You don't I guess you're right. That's I the guess problem. you're right. When you're, all, when you're all full of whiskey, that's when the violence comes a knocking. They should put that right on the whiskey bottle. This is hey. great if you're thinking about doing hey. some violence. This stuff will fire you up this for viola- good, violence. Good for violence. Yeah. Yeah. And there, did you see all the violence? For, I, mean, yeah, I guess you haven't seen it yet, but from there's been, like, rioting and stuff because of the verdict, so people are smashing. There's violence and... here in the United States? No, I've been out of the country. I yeah, saw yeah. it. I mean, I just saw it on, uh, I was, I, I went on Twitter, and I was reading stuff, and then I heard about it on Twitter, and then I was reading some stories about it, but it was just the day before we were set to come back here, so yeah. I didn't really, I was so appalled by it myself. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I kind of... I can believe that people are rioting. It's sort of, it's unbelievable that this verdict came through the way it came through. I mean, maybe I don't understand the idiosyncrasies of the criminal justice system. I definitely Um, don't. And I'm certainly not a lawyer or a police officer. I mean, it's hard enough for you being a doctor of medical prescriptions. Well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't called in to consult on this at all Mm -hmm. because there weren't really any medical issues uh, as pertaining to the case here forth. Yeah, there weren't any med- medical prescriptions involved, yeah, involved in this one. Not in this no. one. Yeah, I don't... Uh, it's weird, because it's... Uh, yeah, I get that people are like, I don't understand rioting, though. I've never, you know... Well, the people just, feel pissed off and, and powerless, and so they... so they. Yeah, but then you smash some guy's store window who, like, what did he do? He's just a guy now with a store window that's broken and is... Yeah, it's not rational. It's not a rational solution to the feelings. But it's a, yeah. but, I, but I feel like people, people feel so angry and powerless about something that's outrageous, something that's yeah. like, how the fuck can this be happening? I mean, I, I, not that I, I'm, not, I'm not into rioting. Not, I don't get it either. I, I'm, but, not, but, it's, <laughs> not but, you see, but nowadays I look at the news and I, half the time I feel like, what the hell? How, do I have to quit my job as an international comedian? <laughs> Making as much or more as a, as a babysitter in order, to, in order to get a law degree so I can straighten out the criminal justice system? Is that what it's come to, ladies and gentlemen? Is that what it's come to? Where comedians have to quit their jobs to become lawyers? That's outrageous. That is, I mean, take a look at yourselves, yeah. America. You're out of order, America. <laughs> <laughs> Sack up, lawyers. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah, dropping a ball on this one. Well, it's true. I mean, you just sort of go, I don't get it. How, uh, I don't get it. Well, yes, yeah, so I'm torn between going to law school or well, listen, or, or running into... for... I think i got to run for office, right? I mean, that's what you feel like. But I, I think once you get elected to once you get elected to office, you can't do anything. This this uh, yeah. president, our president, uh, Barack, uh, Barack yeah. Obama. The health care thing. He's he was, trying to, they're trying to get that. Happen. I hope he not. changes something, but he's not. I hoped, not. He, I hoped and I changed. I hoped and nothing changed. I hoped in one hand <laughs> and I voted with the other and nothing changed. Look, you, if there's one thing I know. You, you hoped is a really bad uh, like that, you you can't hope. Hope hope is not a good plan. It's not a good plan. It's like not if a you're good just plan. like, man, I no, hope you're I, right. I hope I get a job soon. Well, we've well, learned hope, that now. Hope I've learned that now. It. You actually got to go out and apply for that job. Mm. You okay, <laughs> you just you can't hope. Okay, one. man, I okay. hope my broken leg gets fixed. 
It sure is broke. I hope a doctor shows up. <laughs> I hope the hospital stops by and fixes it for me. And prescribes some medical prescriptions to me. Oh, for the doctorate. Yeah, don't get into that. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so that's, yeah, there was all kinds of bad news. This week, this Monday was a terrible morning for news. It this was, morning? What else happened? Uh, oh, the guy from Glee died? Uh, um, yeah, I saw the name of that guy, um, but what... what he, I guess he over. They, they didn't say if it was an overdose, but he did have drug and alcohol problems, and he was found dead in a hotel room. These yeah. drugs and these alcohols are See? really. Uh, I mean, it's the root of all evil. I. Do I, you want to go get a beer after this podcast? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would love. To, I'd love to drink like three beers and go uh, to bed now, even though it's only two in the afternoon. Because yeah. to me, I don't even know what time it is. I'm out of my mind. But. Uh, yeah, I feel like drugs and alcohol are for happy people. You know, if you're not happy, yeah, for fun times. Yeah, don't. If you're not happy, not, don't take the drugs and alcohol. Yeah, I agree. And uh, and if and if you're getting in fights with people, yeah, don't take drugs and alcohol because it's only going to make you more fighty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I suppose I should I should there has to be a little asterisk because if a doctor has told you. To take these pills in order to be less fighty, yeah. Then maybe that's a that's an exception. If, yeah, but, if your doctor says take these drugs and alcohols, they never say yourself. Your doctor never tells you to take some alcohol. He never does that, Mine right? Does. <laughs> well, you're your. Well, own, I do. You're I, your I, own I doctor. You're your own doctor. Yeah, but that's one of the. I mean, I don't have a lot of things that I could prescribe. I'm gonna write you a little <laughs> prescription for a six pack of beer right now. <laughs> Okay, this is a prescription for a six-pack and a, a six-pack of a beer. And, uh, and I want you to split that with someone. Okay, and I want you to take these cigarettes as well. <laughs> and just, uh, you can mix the two together. Yeah, not at the same time. Don't take them at the exact same time. <laughs> uh, have one, then the other. Or it's one, outrageous that you're now prescribing cigarettes. I mean, I thought you were Only a maverick. For certain situations. I thought you Only were a maverick when you were prescribing beer, but now that you've started <laughs> to prescribe cigarettes, I have to say, sooner or later, you're going to get called to testify before the American Medical Association. Wow. If you're even a member, <laughs> you're probably in the Canadian Medical Association. Well, Jake, I don't want to get into my credentials right now on this podcast, but... They still allow smoking at the meetings of the oh. Canadian Doctor Association. Yeah. They still do. Yeah. They film them in black and white, too. Maybe they just haven't had a meeting for a few decades. Oh, man, the warnings on the packs of cigarettes are pretty over the top over there in uh, oh, Australia. Yeah, I, I just saw Canada, too. I just saw somebody leave their pack laying on the... <laughs> Laying uh, on the table, there's like a picture of a tumor, like like there's there's yeah. deformed organs ruined by smoking. Yeah, they've got a picture of that now on the box of cigarettes. Yeah, they show uh, the ones they can because I think in Canada it's it's really high. Like the the cover of the package of cigarettes has to be it's like seventy five or ninety five percent of the package has to be the warning. So they put like a big picture of just teeth, like missing teeth and black gums and like oh. this is what happens if you smoke and never brush your teeth. And they put, like, they put that they put that on there and then and there's a little tiny strip with the with you know Marlboro or whatever, like right. the company's label on it, and then the rest is just a big warning, like your baby will die if you put one of these in your lungs. And then there's a you know a fetus, and I mean they're just 
because you go out to a pub or something, people have them sitting on the table, and it's like, can you put that away? I do I feel like <laughs> there are less people smoking, but th- I don't think that those warnings are stopping. Maybe they are. Who knows? I don't know. Smoking now seems to me... I, I smoked for a long time, but I don't yeah. smoke now, and, I, and I'm glad that I quit. And I mean, who knows? Maybe I should, maybe I should quit uh, Do you want a prescription? Alcohol. No, for cigarettes? Yeah. No, I don't want a prescription for smoke. Okay. I want to, I've, I've, you're a little jet lagged. I would, that's not something I would prescribe for you right now. I'd stop maybe smoking. Maybe tomorrow when you're. Uh, what I need is a nap. Yeah. That's what I need. I know. Just looking at you is making me tired. Oh, oh so. <laughs> speaking of doctors and medical prescriptions, I had a half of a Xanax on the plane. On the way here? Yeah. And, <laughs> and on the way there. Wow. And that was the right medical prescription because it made me sleepy and I could sleep on the plane and it was good. Yeah. But it's tricky with a kid, although... Oh, you give just a little to the child. No, you don't. We didn't give her. We didn't give her any drugs. Do you want me to write? She slept most of the way here. (laughs) Can you write a prescription for my (laughs) daughter? Yeah, but it's like it's just a fraction of one of those. You just rub a little bit of whiskey on her gums, (laughs) and she goes right to sleep. Night, night. Uh, Yeah, boy. Yeah, those pills, man. Those sleeping pills. Those are a dangerous path to go down, though. Because some people, you get hooked on them. Some people, then they can't sleep without taking them. But for a flight like that, it's probably a good idea because it knocks you Yeah, out. yeah, I wouldn't take them for at home. I'm a good sleeper anyway yeah, at, at home. But it's tricky to sleep in a chair on an airplane. Yeah. And uh, but so that was that was a good that was that was a beneficial use of drugs. Oh, speaking of danger, you know, they had this thing <laughs> in Sydney, <laughs> Australia. So we went to see the Sydney Opera House. You have to go see it, right? It's this iconic... Yeah, yeah, yeah building that every time anything ever happens in Australia, they show you a picture of the Sydney Opera House, and it's spectacular. It was built in 1973. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. It's 40 years old, that building. Oh, they should tear it down. They should, and build something nice. Yeah, get something Um, new in there. (laughs) But there's the the Opera House, which is beautiful. Then there's the big Harbor Bridge, which is also iconic. And they have tours. Tourists can go... You know, it's a it's high over the harbor, and then the top, you know, there's a, a supporting kind of arch where the bridge goes yep. up. Yep. There's where the cars drive across, and then there's the, the superstructure like that goes up bridge, above right? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so tourists can strap into some harness and walk up onto oh. the arch thing up on top. We saw, We could see them from where we were from the opera house where we were looking at the bridge and it was like holy cow i think next time i might do it just as a death defying i'm not crazy about heights i always have kind of like i don't like hotel rooms that are high up with a balcony because it it always kind of gives me that like your head is like you shouldn't be up here i shouldn't be out here i should not be out here um and i so i'd like to get over that fear a little bit but i guess you can strap into some harness and walk to the top of this bridge i mean it must be windy it's like those construction workers pictures from the 1920s of yeah. building New York City where people are standing out on an I-beam eating, eating their sandwiches. lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. So you can have that experience as a tourist when you go to Sydney. They're selling that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. They do that on the uh, CN Tower, too, in Toronto. You can go up on the roof of the tower. Oh, really? lean out. Yeah. You can... You They have, like, a cable thing that you lock into, uh-huh. and then you can walk around. There's, like, with no railing or anything, because you're you have a cable above your head that you're secured into and it rolls along on a track and uh-huh. you can walk around the roof of it. 
Uh-huh. So I don't know how tall it is, but I think it's the tallest structure in Canada, maybe. But so yeah, you can walk. I see. My <laughs> feeling is, I have this fear that I'm not that I'm going to fall, but that I'm going to jump. I have this. I have this kind of like. Like, it would just be too easy to just jump off. Like, like I don't know if that's called vertigo or suicide. Or I don't know what it is. But who is that for? Who wants to go up to the top of that thing and clip on? I mean, I want to do it to get over this weird fear thing, to feel like, look, I experienced it. I don't really want to fall off of this thing or jump off of it. But it's just scary. It's, yeah. it's I, I kind of like, man... Yeah, I've done that before. I mean, I had construction jobs where I had to do that, and you'd climb up, you know, a ladder on the side of one of those things, and you'd be, you know, 200, 300 feet in the air. Were you wearing a harness? Yeah, you put a harness on, you clip on. Like, once you get there, you clip on. and But still, you're there's nothing. Like, you're on that, uh, um, oh, what do they call it? Uh, like, my brain is fried, but you know you can see the ground. Like there's no there's no railings. There's no you're on that sort of yeah. It doesn't sound stuff good. See through. So when you're standing, it doesn't sound good to me. Yeah, you look down and the truck just looks like a rail. Yeah, I don't want to really do that tiny. now. I don't want to do that now. And because something in your like in your head, you're like, well, it's fine. I mean, I'm safe. But then something in your head is like, it's not normal to be way up here just walking around. It isn't, is it? It's normal to be on the ground. Yeah. It's you, normal to be on the ground. It's normal to be able to bend over and touch dirt. You have to sort of trick yourself that it's okay, but then also you think, well, if one of these bolts broke or something or this thing snapped, like that would be it. You're just... And that's why your brain is like, hey, this isn't normal. Because <laughs> that, that scene is your, your brain knows like, your brain's yeah. like, hey, man, I know something could go wrong. Dangerous. Dangerous. Here. But then pretty dangerous. soon you get used to it. You're just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And then that's and then that's when you actually do hurt yourself, probably. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't get afraid being in airplanes. I mean, you're way high up in the air then, but you're inside of this little... Yeah, thing. So it feels feels like yeah. No, you should, should be, be afraid. Of you that. should be. I mean, look, I was just way like five miles above the Pacific Ocean. If you fell, yeah. if that plane fell into the ocean at that point, it just like forget it. You wouldn't survive the fall. But even if it, even if it did, you'd be in the middle of the ocean. It's it's like crazy. I, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. I should just stay here in this yeah. little tiny room, getting I plenty like of flying, sleep. I feel like flying does make me more and more nervous now, though. Does it? Yeah, kind of. Because I just, I just feel like people don't really know what they're doing. The more I'm flying now. You mean the other passengers? No, like the airlines and stuff, and the planes. Like some of the planes are old, and you just start thinking. And then you see a big plane crash like this one, and you just think that was a thing that happened while we were while I was gone. Yeah. It was the plane crash. But the, but the only two people died, right? Uh, no, it was more than that. I don't know how many died. There were a lot of people critically hurt, is what I had heard, but I didn't think a lot of people died. I thought a lot of people survived that. Oh, I thought it was more than two. I know. I think it was more than that, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I didn't. Well, look, I don't want to be. I in tried a plane not to. Focus I don't want to be in a plane <laughs> crash. But it does seem like it does seem like a lot of these the airplane. It's like the guy in the pilot. The pilot now's job is to just make sure. Everything is turned on and warmed up, and then it's like a push takeoff. The computer handles it. You know, you're yeah. there to intervene. But the plane is so big and complicated that there's not, there's not, it's not possible for one guy to just like grab the controls and save the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not like the old days. 
No, not like the old days. Like the old? <laughs> where, yeah. Back when you and I were seat of our pants <laughs> flying around before we opened our babysitting business. Yeah. You know, back when the caption came along, I'd be like, hey, the landing gear's not going down. Uh, whoever's in 3C, can you go kick it down for me? <laughs> kick it down. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I saw some of those World War II movies. I know where it is. You got it, Captain. Cappy. That's what I would call him. Cappy. Cappy. Cappy's. I got it. Cappy's a good name. Get in there and kick the landing gear down. Just like you kick a crazy person in a crosswalk on the road. You know, life skills. Yeah. 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 Uh, You know when that guy, I don't know if I said this, but like when when it was was the crazy guy, as I was drawing him away from the people, I was like, I'm going to back into the road because in my head I'm thinking maybe a car will just take care of this guy. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to fight him. I don't want to fight him. But if he got hit by a car, it would all be the because same. That crosswalk is the worst. Cars always sail through there. I almost get hit every time I walk through there. So I was like, "You're talking about the one that goes between the city hall and the yeah, courthouse, yeah, across Pico there." Yeah, but it didn't have. Of course, the one time where I need some fast cars cruising by, everybody stops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good safety tip for the listeners. If you want to yeah. avoid being hit by a car, act crazy. Yeah, cars stop for you. Or if, yeah, if you got a crazy person chasing you, stay in a crosswalk. Ah, that maybe doesn't. No, I don't that, think that. that, that, I, that didn't make sense to me. No. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, well, let's bring this episode in for a landing. What do you say? Clap, kick. <laughs> Clap kick. What do you got going on this week? Do you have any plugs? Uh, I'm going to be doing the um, John Lovitz Comedy Club Thursday night. Thursday night? Thursday night on the early show. And then uh, the Ice House on the late show Thursday night. Thursday the 18th. That's this week in Los Angeles. Right here in Los Angeles. Los John Angeles. Lovitz Comedy Club at the Universal City Walk. Yeah, right at the And Universal the Ice City House Walk. in Pasadena. Pasadena. I haven't been out there in a long time. When you want to come? What are you doing? I don't know. Maybe I will come out and hang out. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know what I'm doing this week. I'm going to find that out. Um, okay. Do you want a high five? Yep. Yep. Ah, sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was Take it. two. Here we go. Let's Well, listeners, I have to tell you that that is the best that I can do this week. I am just completely pooped. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep on it. And I'm going to be back at it next week. But thank you for listening this week, as always, to the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. Do not forget to not give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. And uh, I wish you well, and I look forward to seeing you in this summer and fall time out at the nightclub. Bye-bye.